Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found... Geek Watch 1. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch 1 after another couple of week break. But hey, a lot of things have happened in two weeks. That's the problem with if we ever take any time off. Too much stuff <laughs> happens when we're off. Sometimes hey, it seems there's like... There's a lot no- to talk about. Yeah, it seems like there's sometimes nothing happens at all when we're recording every week. But if we take time off, everything happens all at once. We we made it through the entire pandemic recording almost every single week yeah. when nothing was happening. So. Well, that's the problem. Now that everything's back on and uh, are right. starting back up again, we all have stuff that we have to catch up on <laughs> that gets in the way mm-hmm. sometimes of doing this. Well, we took our yeah. uh, yearly vacation. Yeah. yeah. That was I a mean, blast. At least, for you, at least for you guys, this is expected this time of year. Right. Yeah. Well, it's nice that... Um, we love our tech, we love getting on the internet and watching movies and everything else, but for us, having just one week, even if it's just one week a year, that we just sit back, where we go camping at, there is no cell signal at all, so there's no network, there's no nothing. It's just sit back by the fire, I load some books on a tablet, and a stack of comic books, and just sit back and relax. Yep. Mm-hmm. Used to be you'd so have to take a stack of comic books. <laughs> technically, you still have some tech with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not connected to anything. Right, right. You're not getting disturbed by constant messaging exactly. and updates. And, yeah, yeah, but there's there's also the, uh, uh, what's that movie? Uh, the uh, Deliverance Factor. Well, uh, that, I, that's the thing. Like, hey. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't trust people enough to not have any kind of. Some kind of emergency connection. Some kind of emergency <laughs> as, connection. As I'm long- just saying. As long as you keep in the back of your mind and listen every once in a while, just make sure you don't hear any banjos. You're all good. <laughs> as long as you've got some weapons with you, you're fine. Yeah, I have axe, oh, yeah. I have hand axe, I have all kinds of stuff. I mean, you've got you've got plenty of sticks. You can just whittle the end that of, is true. And, you know, spears, all that kind of thing. Grab you're a stick good. out of the fire, so you're swinging a torch. There you go. See, <laughs> I don't have any pitchforks, but I have torches and axes. See, it's not just the people. It's not just people, though. You've got the animals too to worry about. Exactly. So, you know. Oh, we did see some. We we had. There's a bald eagle that's nested down in the valley down at the Mohican River. Oh, nice. So we saw him once or twice. Uh, the one, the road that all the campgrounds are on is called Wally Road. It used to be a railroad that went down through the valley. Okay. So there's okay. a couple places where the road stays on the side of the river, but the railroad used to go across the river. So the um, bridge embankment or um, embankments are still there. The Towers for the bridges. The pylons. Even right. though, yeah, mm-hmm. the pylons, even though the bridges are not. So there was, right, a, right. and because the Mohegan River goes up and down depending on rain, you have major log jams right on the edges of those sometimes. Yeah. So when we were going through there with the kayaks, there was a beaver or something sitting right on top of all the wood. <laughs> nice. He was cool looking. And then there was random, we had saw a lot of deer, a lot of fawns. Right, right. Uh, 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 what is it, the turkey vultures with the red face? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then there was a huge, probably upwards of, say, it was close to 50, maybe, uh, black-headed vultures just wow. randomly showed up one week ago and hung out. Yeah. There's a, not too long ago, it looks like there was an area that was excavated that they're going to do something to originally. And, yeah, the mm-hmm. driver of our um, canoe bus. van said about a week ago, the black-headed vultures showed up there and they just kind of stay there. They just yeah. hang out in the field. It's, it's funny because, I mean, people don't necessarily think of Ohio as, like, a real nature heavy state. Mm-hmm. But 
I mean, given all the the green space we have, even in Northeast Ohio, mm-hmm. there's a surprising amount of wildlife and especially birds. Like, there's yeah. a lot of different birds around it Ohio. Well, yeah, we have um, in downtown Akron, we have falcons. Yeah, and I mean, right pigeons. right near Akron, there's a whole mm-hmm. heron sanctuary kind of thing. Like, there's there's herons you see all the time. And, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's. It's it's surprising the types of birds you see. It's not just like your backyard songbirds kind of thing. Right. And then other animals and stuff that we have um we have bears moving back into the area. We have um they won't acknowledge mm-hmm. it, but we have wolves coming back through. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the state doesn't like to acknowledge that one. <laughs> no. No. The the thing the things like, you know, wolves and coyotes and all they don't like like letting people know too much about that. Oh, there's coyotes everywhere. They they're not even trying yeah. to hide that. <laughs> And then we get those those uh um what's all the groundhogs? Oh, the we little, got little gopher guy, The little gopher guys are all they're yeah. all over North Hill. Let me tell you, there are oh. tons of gophers around. Did we walk out? We walked out of our back door yesterday, and our neighbor's garage had a little black and white kitty looking thing drive it walking past oh. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we have all kinds of rac- I almost hit two raccoons yesterday just driving down the road. Yeah, they ran like out in front of me. So we got raccoons, possums, skunks, rabbits, all that stuff in the city. Yeah. Hmm? And deer. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got plenty of deer I mean, in the city too. I mean, it's it's kind of cool. It gets a little aggravating, but it's kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I remember a couple years ago, Kyla, when your family was up here, how shocked they were, how close some of the parks and stuff were to the, actually in the city itself. Because Akron is a city, yeah. right? It's what the fifth yeah. largest city in Ohio. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then we have huge sections of um Green. of um county Green. parks and state parks and national parks within five minutes of downtown. Green space. Yeah. Yeah, like in, you, in the I south, mean, you, it's not like that. You drive around and you forget that you're actually in a city because right. there's no buildings yeah. around. But Especially the if you south get down in the doesn't valley. have like green space. Well, no, the, the no. south is like you're either in a city or you're in green space. Like right. that's your choice. Like the only <laughs> like there are parks, but the parks are more tra- what you traditionally think of as a park. You know, whereas yeah. a little parkette with yeah. mowed grass and a few trees right. and a couple benches. Right. So. Yeah. It, for um, where we live, Summit County, most of the parks average probably a couple thousand acres at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And dead center in the middle of the city. It's not like on the edges yeah. or just outside of town. Exactly. So there you so. go. People have to come visit Akron if they want to go hiking. Scenic Akron, Ohio. <laughs> Northeast Ohio in general. I mean, we got everything yeah. right here. So, yeah. but that was our camping trip. We, I mean, we had a blast. We were able to shut down. And, um, and then how, what were you guys doing while we were hiding? Well, um... We were going to movies. Uh, we were, um, uh, which we will get to in a bit. And uh, uh, a couple times we went and played pinball again. We, yeah. Our okay. our book posse got together, and uh, at our at our one of our local barcades, we went to quarter up down in the valley, and uh, so we all had fun playing some games and pinball and stuff. And uh, well, and then yesterday, as we're recording this, Saturday was Free Comic Book Day. So I had totally went. forgot I about wanna, that. I, I didn't want to uh, make it, you know, awkward because they were restricting the numbers of people in the in the shop at, a, at the one time. So right. I didn't go with Kylan. He went on his own. Um, but it was pretty quick. I mean, yeah. our guy opened more than an hour early. Right. Yeah. Which he's always done on free comic book day anyway. Um, yeah. And and for those who are wondering why it's in August, obviously, it's the whole everything pandemic related because they couldn't have it last year Mm -hmm. they spread out a few free comics during the summer but 
Um, and they wanted to delay it this year because they weren't positive that things would be open again on the first Saturday in May when it traditionally is. So they're hoping next year that to go back to the traditional first Saturday in May. And, but it was a really it was a decent selection uh, this time this time out. Yeah, there was a lot um, of stuff out there. A lot it of was. independent uh, independent and smaller publishers too because they right. had they had extra time to get it out because right. they didn't necessarily participate last year. Mm-hmm. It was mostly the bigger names that, you know, that could afford to do the sort of thing where it was just a few free comics here and there. But the smaller yeah. ones were able to kind of get things together over a year and a half. Yeah. Well, I've noticed and, the last uh, couple of years, the um, especially the big two have had less of an actual, like what you uh, um, selection that you'd actually want to go out and get like DC puts out two books. Right. And um, mm-hmm. this year it wasn't bad. They actually put out a King Shark book that ties in with the movie, with Suicide Squad. Right. But the other one was just a Batman book giving you a sampling of a couple of the titles that are out right now. And that and that's really what the big ones have done the past few years. <laughs> right. They've um, either reprinted stories or just given you a couple of shorts mm-hmm. um, mixed in. And the thing is, I think some of the smaller ones have done that too, but people don't know the smaller ones. Right. Yeah. So if they pick that up, they get introduced to it. Um if if you missed out on it, check if your if your comic shop still has it. But um, they did do a print from the boys, um, and it's the hero gasm story, which yeah. is the big nasty one they're doing uh, during this season. That um, it's yeah. a set, it, it's not for kids. It's the superhero orgy story, and <laughs> they actually released that for free comic book day. So uh, if you missed it, go out and grab it if mm. if it might still be available. <laughs> uh, there's actually there was another one that was think tales of an adult uh, of an adult nothing. Okay. That um, actually I looked at it. Well, I did. I saw it and I was just like, oh, I passed it up. Uh, that was that one. Apparently, was definitely <laughs> an adult one. An adult, adult again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and also this this year. Free Comic Book Day was sponsored by Coca-Cola. Uh, so I know my shop had a poster, and so you could use your QR reader uh, to scan the code. Uh, the code, and it entered you into a competi- uh, contest. Uh, and I think, I, I guess everybody got it, but one of the things that I, the thing that I got was uh, art, that had been created spe- specifically for Free Comic Book Day, and it could be used as wallpaper for your phone. Basically, it was like a a couple of friends hanging out, reading comics, you know, with Coca Cola, you know, s- strategically placed. Of course, but you know, um, <laughs> almost like yeah, they have people so that are paid cool. a whole lot of money just to market it. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. so and so, and that so and and. For those who may have missed something bigger in Ohio, um, up in Cleveland, there's a, a bigger comic shop that uh, managed to get Chris Claremont to come I in. I heard about mm-hmm. that. And uh, I know a friend of ours went to it, and they lined up for five hours uh, in order to finally see him and uh, and get a couple of their books signed. So uh, for them, it was worth it. They they have recently just gotten into comics. This is our friend Nick's, and um, they, they've they fallen in love with X-Men. So it was very appropriate that they were able to it, – it was their first free comic book day as well. So <laughs> they just decided they were going up to Cleveland because he was going to be there, and they were just going to do it. So, right. Um, but, yeah, so 
Keep an eye out next year. We'll let you know if it's going to be back to the traditional first Saturday. Right. Well, I know um, and, Rubber City had a um, five or six local creators there. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think partly JC's never are the shop we go to. JC's in Cuyahoga Falls. He never really has anyone because he doesn't have room. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's Kenmore doesn't do much of bringing. Every once in a while, they'll bring someone in local for, but not on like free comic book day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's yeah, locked down the shop little... pretty much now. Anyway, starting this week, you're back to everybody has to have mask on just to come in. Right, right. right. Now uh, there is I there was something that I've kind of been cooking up for a couple of years <laughs> now, uh, and so I finally pulled the trigger and I started a new uh, YouTube show. Oh yeah, I saw that. Uh, so the first, uh, so I'm trying to decide between calling each episode either a mission. Or a volume, I'm thinking, I'm kind of liking missions. So yeah, my first right. mission <laughs> uh, is called Wholesale Violence with Kylan. So this project, uh, we're, so like with, on this show and on the Marvel show, like, you know, we talk about no stuff, but like uh, not all action-y stuff is geeky, you yeah. know? And so this is a, sort of like an opportunity for me to talk all action stuff, but no, no, and it's it's no. all the action movies from the from the really bad ones yeah. to the great ones to, to all kinds of things. Sometimes and, the really know, bad ones are the best books. ones. <laughs> yeah, right. And then you know, there's books, TV movies, uh, all stuff. And so, yeah, so the first mission is out there. Uh, also, the Facebook page is out there as well. And I have a Twitter feed. I'd be honest with you, I haven't really done a lot with it yet. Uh, but I am expecting uh, to have the second mission uh, recorded and out sometime soon. I'm hoping in the next two to three weeks. I got a lot going on here. So, I mean, this one is more or less me squeezing it in when I can. Uh, uh, and he's also going to have interviews. Yeah, I'm going to have I interviews. Mean, with, with, um, he's already got a – is it a director or producer? Uh, I think director okay. and at lead actor. There's a, there was a movie – well, well, actually, I want everybody to see this just because it's awesome. It's called Shaolin Blues. And so – It's a short film. It's a short film. You know him from Memphis. Nobody does action movies in Memphis, and I don't know why. But anyway. Until now. Until now. <laughs> So, uh, look it up. It's on YouTube, Shaolin Blues. Uh, so, Kyle's going to be interviewing the creator and it's soon. 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 We don't know when because he's still trying to figure out recording couple- interviews thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, so yeah. That's so th- his new venture. That's my new venture. <laughs> I do have someone for you to look up. I, you may have heard of him. But um, Johnny Wu, he's actually a Cleveland filmmaker that makes martial arts action movies. There you go. I've heard of him. Yeah. I've known a lot of the guys in his stuff because yeah. I know a lot of the stuntmen and stuff he uses are guys that I've worked with, that I work with. There you go. Would he be open so, to an interview? Well, get a hold of him. All right. He's local. He's a Cleveland local guy. And also, when you get around to talking American Ninja, I may know someone who might want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the the entire the American Ninja saga. Oh, really? Yeah, well, there's four different American Ninja movies, dude. There, yeah, yeah, I know. There, there Actually, an entire episode. You, you're going to have to do an entire series on Canon Films, dude. That's like an entire me? show of its own. <laughs> no, that'll be separate shows for each movie. Yes, <laughs> dude. Dude, have you met me, Don? 
two weeks in a row. Okay, so she didn't this time. But one week she comes down. I'm watching American Ninja. The second week she comes down. I'm watching American Ninja Two. At, this, at least this week it was 48 hours and 48 hours. Or no, Beverly Hills Be- Cop. Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop, Cop Two. So, so at least that. So yeah, there's that. But so I because I have the entire American Ninja series now. Mind you, there's American Ninja Five out there with Pat Morita, and I don't know how I feel I've never about heard that of that one. one. Oh, yeah, see, I see, dude. I know American Ninja. Man. I know that. That's what I said. We got to talk American, some American Ninja. <laughs> oh, anyways, with yes, Joe, so. just Joe. That's his whole name. Joe. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> see, Move we already on. know this though, Kylan. We're kindred spirits on this. I don't go as far into the action as you, but I love bad action movies from the eighties and nineties too. <laughs> so many guys do. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's the appeal. So, oh yeah. Appeal. Okay. But anyway, uh, I did find something. I don't know. Did do you have anything any Kickstarter news, Miss Dawn? Before I get into this. No, I don't. Have you heard about the new Avatar role playing game that's being made? Avatar: The Last Airbender. No. No. Magpie Games has actually got the official license from CBS Viacom to do a tabletop Avatar: The Last Airbender slash Korra role playing game. Okay. You can actually, and they actually have it set in five different eras. So you start all the way back with Avatar Roku. Which was, I think, three or four generations before Aang. Or you can play that all the way up through until you get to um, Korra. It depends on how you want to play it. Now, the big thing about this was this game um, broke the record for the highest um, pledged Kickstarter tabletop game ever in 48 hours. Wow. They asked for $50,000 to get this up and running. In 48 wow. hours, they were already two, over $2 million. And now I... Um, now they're at 18 days to go. They're at 5.7 million dollars and nice. rising. What? They're basically setting the bar so high that it's going to be a long time before someone breaks this record from Kickstarter. They're, they're reaching. Yeah. They're getting close. I guess they said they're getting close to the top 10 Kickstarter campaigns of all time. Right. I mean, because you had you had more than that by the time the Marvel ones ended. So yeah, they, they it's the the name recognition ones get the big ones because you yeah. have the, the huge fan base already to go. Right. So. Well, and the nice thing is um. The le- the seventy five dollar level is their otter penguin level. That basically gets you everything except for personalized content. So right. every stretch goal, everything, and every time they do this, this is getting so huge that. But we get, we back the seventy five dollar level to get all the physical stuff, all the digital stuff. But there's just the stacks of stuff that's gonna. I'm gonna have a giant box when this right. shows up because they just keep adding oh, yeah, more and more stuff to it. Because that that's what happened with um with the Marvel games that we got. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first one we've gotten, the second one we're waiting on for next year but um we ended up with two big boxes and the second box was bigger than the main game box and it had all um all the extras that had been added that were all the figures that were another what 40 something figures Mm -hmm. that the miniatures that had been added with with every stretch goal so yeah they at, at least you're you're guaranteed to get like everything with these things. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the cool thing is we're they're working with huge studios, huge companies. Like you guys were working with Marvel when they were making that license, so Marvel's yeah. helping them get stuff. This one, CBS Viacom is actually helping provide some of these supplies, these things. Right. Right. So you're getting really good quality stuff with it too, not just um, a yeah. fly by night company saying, "Here you go, here's your paper role playing game." Well, and and they they care how everything looks. It's right. not just that. Yeah. It's not just that it's you know heavy duty plastic or whatever. It's they these are their characters, so they care how it comes out. Yeah, right. and, and Nickelodeon's yeah. not going to let Avatar look terrible. They've already experienced that once. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> oh goodness, yeah. 
Which I still say the concept of that movie was not bad. The execution was. Well, we'll we'll see what happens with the series they do because yeah. they just announced all the casting. So mm-hmm. we'll see right. yeah, what happens. Well, it's funny because the the series is actually done and ready to go, but they're just now right. They filmed it before I mean, the they're... pandemic. They're they're keep they're keeping people on edge about it. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, go check that out. You got 18 days as of recording this, so it's like 15 days when this drops. Couple weeks, yeah. So if you're a fan of Avatar, this is a great thing to jump in on, and you could actually play in the world of Avatar. Um, and the game actually comes with basically any of the named characters out of either series. They they're right. available as NPCs, and they already have them rolled there up, ready go. to go for you. Cool. So, as the local. Cool. Um, two-wheeled friends drive by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so other than that, what's been going on in the world, Miss Dawn, for the last two weeks? Well, um, I wanted to give everyone some specifics for Odd Mall because we've talked about it before, about them finally getting back up and running. And I have specific dates and locations now. On um, September 11th, you have Odd Mall Uncensored, which is at the McAlpine Meadery in Beach City, Ohio. October 1st and 2nd is the Great Grassman Gathering on Kenmore Boulevard in Akron because it's going to be primarily outdoors. And on the 2nd, as part of that, you have Zooology, which is the exotic animal show that's indoors at the Kenmore Masonic Lodge. Um, then we have on October 23rd, it's not fully an Odd Mall show, but Odd Mall vendors will be at Zombie Palooza which is at the Young's Art Center in Fairview Park. And then we get to Chris Mahana Kwanzmadon, the seasonal holiday show, uh, going to be one day, December 11th, at Tadmore Shrine in Akron. So it's a new location, um, known for doing a lot of cons and stuff like that, so it's a good spot for that. And vendor space is still available, I think, for all of them. So you can go to oddmall.info for all the information and to sign up as a vendor if you're interested. Cool. <sighs> yeah, he's, then we have, now that, now that uh-huh. he's able to start to do shows, he's kind of not taking his time. Right. right. Well, I mean, he's been trying to get so many things in place for, from the, you know, for the entire year he's been trying. And uh, now it, it's, well, it had seemed safer <laughs> to do it. Yeah. And now we're not so sure anymore, but... Um, you know, wear your mask, be vaccinated, and then go and buy some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have our pal Charlie Murphy and Stray Dog had some big news this week. Charlie um, says, what pandemic? A lot of, yeah, <laughs> a, a lot of places um, have uh, organizations and this kind of thing that help entrepreneurs and small businesses in their cities and in the, in the regions. In Akron, we have something called the Bounce Innovation Hub. Um, if you're not sure where it's located, it's actually kind of behind. It's, it's near Canal Place. It's behind where Spaghetti Warehouse is downtown, if you know where that is. Yeah. It, well, um, anybody from outside the area, that's actually the whole area there was originally the BF Goodrich World Headquarters when they first started making rubber, right. making their tires in Akron. And it's been repurposed into a lot of lofts and um, industrial space also. As with about a quarter to a third of most of the factory space in Akron had mm-hmm. been for tires. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's great. We got um, all these factories that are no longer making tires, so they got to figure out something to do with them. <laughs> right. So they're filling it with more things. Um, and it, this is a permanent location where you can go and act, they actually have like those shared workspaces you can kind of rent out. 
Um, they have seminars. They have people on hand to uh, help give some small business advice and, and help with what you're trying to establish or keep going. Well, they also have a cafe that um, serves more than just coffee, actual small meals and lunches. And recently, uh, the ones who were running it decided to leave there and focus on their other location uh, of a restaurant. And so the Bounce put out a request for proposals for local entrepreneurs and small cafes and restaurants. And Charlie Murphy with Stray Dog won that proposal. Um, so you can now find Stray Dog at the Bounce Innovation Hub uh, starting September 7th. It'll have... Um, kind of like morning, early afternoon hours. It'll be open from 7.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. and provide, uh, you know, coffee and, and various things. I don't know that it'll have the full menu that his other cafes have, uh, but you, you can actually get some lunches in that there um, Monday through Friday. So there you go. It's job, interesting. Charlie. The really fun thing is that's right across the parking lot from has the Cafe 388, too. Right. right. <laughs> so actually he may have a... Um, a, much, a little larger menu available because he has all the facilities at Cafe 388 to do some of the prep and stuff. That's true. That's very true. Um, so it'll be a matter of you know him getting used to what people are going to ask for there as well. And um, and and we also heard through the grapevine a rumor that there's a certain very famous local hamburger place that recently got sold that may have been bought by a certain stray dog owner. I, w- I yeah. was wondering that, about that because there's been some Facebook stuff going around. <laughs> Yes, and it has not been officially announced, so I'm not going to say the name. Um, I don't. But we just told even you people... if you if you look at Charlie Murphy's Facebook page, you can figure it yes. out. Even even people who have asked him in the comments, he has not directly said anything, no. so I don't want to. Yeah, say so it. we can't. Yeah, <laughs> he's just helping we, them out right now. Right, but I mean, like you know, like with the ice cream thing, we specifically asked him if we could mention it on the show. Yeah, so yeah. we haven't asked him about this at this point. But, um, Charlie Murphy is going to be the largest restaurateur in all of the city of Akron. Yeah, I think he might already be. <laughs> yeah, I'd be honest. Without an actual full-size, full-on restaurant. <laughs> right, right. Like he's he's the he's the man behind this. He's the man behind the curtain. Yeah, That's right. He's the wizard. <laughs> it, 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 so it kind of th- this is just proof that the the Section Eight stratagem works. Yes, from Monopoly, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. Buy, the, buy the cheap stuff up and you can own the whole city. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you right now, it works. It, uh-huh. it, it, it's a pain, but we see in real life. You know, I'm just well, saying. Look at look at where yeah. – we've known Charlie since um, soon after he started, probably a year or two after he started. He started I knew what, Charlie two or, before. Well, yeah. he started with, what, two or three hot dog carts, the rolling hot dog carts? Yeah. 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 He, now, he went from he went from driving taxis to driving carts. <laughs> yeah, because that's when Kylan knew him when he was in taxi. Yeah, that, and you know, and I didn't even know. I didn't. He was uh, for a while. You know, he was doing the taxi thing, and I guess the hot dogs cart were a side hustle for yeah. him. Yeah, it was a side hustle. Yeah, and now, but and I've had I I've had other friends. Their side hustle became. Their main job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, it, it proves if you love something enough and you really devote yourself to right. it legitimately, you can do big things with it. You can. I mean, Ch- Charlie is such an awesome guy. Like, yeah. I, honestly, like, even before the business relationship with him, honestly, like, I could, I, I could, I couldn't say enough about the guy. And 
you know, just and you know what? He keeps us fed. That's right. <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Actually, I I need an Akron pickle again. Uh-huh. It's been too long since you've had Charlie's pickle in your mouth. Yeah, it has there been. You, <laughs> you know what? He does Moving sell them on. in different stores around the area. He does. He actually it's at there's at the um Northside the Northside Market. They're like right over there. Right. Five minutes from us. We can go get a pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving. Let's move on to more news. Okay. Um, in case you missed it, since we were last on, here are the trailers, the main trailers that have come out. I've posted some of them on our page. Other ones you may have to look out out for. Um, Let there be carnage. Venom two has come out. That um, looks cool. Ghostbusters Afterlife, Archer season twelve, Why the Last Man, The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf, Lucifer the final season, and just. The other day, what we do in the shadows, um, which is coming up just in a couple weeks. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah. Um, so those, I just wanted to cover some of the trailers in case you have missed anything. You can go catch them. Um, now, speaking of some of these movies, there have been a couple updates because of COVID and the Delta variant issues. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog has been removed from the release schedules, and no new date has been given yet. That's Paramount, right? Uh, yeah, and at the moment, well, when it first happened, people were thinking maybe they weren't happy with the CGI, etc. But they're just like, no, the movie is complete, but they're actually taking it off the schedule because it's a family movie and they don't want to encourage people to go to the movies if they don't feel it's safe. When was that one scheduled originally to be dropped? That was, um, I think it was early September. Mm-hmm. I say, I would not be surprised and- to see that show up mid to late November on Paramount+. Plus. Well, and the funny thing is, it was a day or two after we had just seen the trailer on the big screen before Jungle Book. So they were running the trailer full force um, before, because Jungle Book is kind of a bit of a family movie. Yeah. Some scary bits. But anyway, um, so they were running the trailer full force before that, um, and then it got dropped. But interestingly, the the movie is supposed to appear um, at the Toronto Film Festival's gala presentation, in um in september so it'll be interesting to see if it stays there or if they're still going to keep a lot of the movies there um another thing is with the uh venom let there be carnage trailer being out they actually shifted the movie almost an entire month it's supposed to come out september 24th now it's not going to be till october 15th um well and go ahead what's the chances of um They were watching, not just, Delta Variant gave them a convenient reason to possibly move this, because that's within, what, a week or two of Shang-Chi? Um, well, within three weeks. So they, maybe they're, maybe they're seeing the buzz off of Shang-Chi. I don't know what the buzz has been like, but the buzz off of that, and they're like, wait a minute, maybe we don't want to have to have it in the theater at the same time. Let's bump it a month. Well, the, oh, we have a reason to do that now. The, the, the thing is, it's, it's been there for a long time, so I don't think that was really an excuse. Yeah. Um, and plus, moving it to October puts it in line to be short-lived because of the Eternals coming in November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, and, and, now people are wondering about its effect on Spider-Man because it's Sony as well. Yeah. Um, especially since we haven't gotten even a teaser of the next Spider-Man. That's supposed to be before the end of the year, December. isn't it? That's that's December 17th. That hasn't changed. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens um there's also a rumor that sony will be sending the the next installment of hotel transylvania 
straight to streaming instead of theaters where it was supposed to be October 1st. Um, so get ready, Netflix fans. That's, that's not as big of a loss when it's an animated movie, even though they get the family dollars. Yeah. Um, it's it's not as big as a loss for them because it's not like it was going to be a huge blockbuster movie. Yeah, yeah and um, Hell's Hall Transylvania is a it's a good um, franchise for them, but it's not anywhere near their top franchises, even for animated. Right, right. It's it's popular. They'll they'll make their money back, but it's not a big deal for Moose streaming. So, you know, the other ones are trying not to shift dates. Um, Shang Chi has not shifted. Marvel's not shifting anything at this point. They had a uh, Disney actually had an investor call last week. And they did not mention any shifts for the movies. Um, so we'll see what happens with the I, rest of the thing. I did hear there was some news in that, though, that I guess, um, was it Chapik or something, was talking about how Shang-Chi is actually a big experiment or something for them right now? Yeah, he started talking some BS about it because he's not he's not confident about the character. He's not... Chapik has not exactly been the best choice for the leader. Put it no, that way. No. The, the thing is, I mean, he's a he's the parks guy, so he's never been yeah. to, um, involved much into the media and um, movie side. Exactly, exactly. That's one of the problems. So, so it's kind of like don't don't pay too much attention to that sort of when he makes comments like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, you could say that about essentially any Marvel movie from the beginning. Iron Man was an experiment, mm-hmm. right? You know. <laughs> There's some that they knew was going to, no matter what, you could, even if they botched it, you're going to make billions of dollars on. Well, Stuff like yeah, the Avengers I mean, movies. Avengers movies yeah, are going to make in, money even if they mess it up. They did not, yeah. but... <laughs> running into the sequels and bringing the teams together, I mean, obviously that was going to work, yeah. but... Right. Yeah, I mean, every new hero, you know, Captain Marvel could was an experiment and all that kind of stuff. So Black Panther was an experiment. Yeah, seriously. You know? Well, so, Guardians was the big experiment because no one in the yes, world knew right. who Guardians were. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, well, we'll see what happens with any further movies and dates, etc. Um, uh, just a quick one on a uh, on a, a favorite TV show. Uh, we did find out that Animaniacs season two is hitting Hulu on November fifth. Oh, cool! With thirteen new episodes, and um, it was officially renewed for season three. Well, since this these ones have, were made. Uh probably during the pandemic imagine the jokes we're gonna get now oh good lord the first season was done before all of this happened but imagine the fuel that they have and how much stuff happened in the last two years that they're gonna just go bananas on yeah right um another thing that um is both uh regional general international and local um the any award nominations came out E-N-N-I-E. If you don't know about these, this is um, a fan-based tabletop role-play gaming awards that uh, get announced at a ceremony at Gen Con. Mm -hmm. Uh, They basically give game designers, writers, artists the recognition they deserve in the industry. And it's a People's Choice Award, so that's very cool, um, both for nominations and for the final award. (laughs) And um, it's, it's voted upon online by the gaming public. The ceremony will be on September 17th at Gen Con. And you have all kinds of cool categories outside of best game. and that kind of, You have best adventure, best cover art, best cartography. Oh. Like, what other thing do you get a category for who drew the best map? Like, <laughs> You know what? Aside from maybe a cartographer's association. And only, <laughs> only actual tabletop gamers understand why that would be a, would be a thing in this. 
Right. And it's the fact that you're not drawing some real known map. You're, no. You've had to make, the, make this whole thing up and you're giving enough detail to be considered the best. Exactly. Um, one of the reasons I am mentioning this is because our buddy Rob Turk has been nominated in two categories. Awesome. His, his, uh, his newest game, Weird Scouts, which is family-friendly kids game um, with Wicked Clever, has been nominated for the best family game. And the best writing. Nice. So Fantastic. There you go. go 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 to the Any Awards and uh, go ahead and vote for Rob so that he wins. <laughs> Rob needs to put out a video of him and Afghanistan Stitch trying to um, trying to quote unquote congratulate him on this. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I have not seen any so, Gander Stitch um, videos recently, so. I mean, honestly, oh. I'm I'm glad Rob posted about it because otherwise I wouldn't have even yeah. looked up the nominations. <laughs> oh, there's a rumor, Gandersnitch may be making an appearance at Con on the Cob. Maybe. Okay, we'll see. I wouldn't we'll doubt see. it. We'll see. <laughs> Wherever Rob is at, we'll Gandersnitch is hiding in the bottom of a um, suitcase somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get I'm away not from as that bad guy. As it sounds. <laughs> That's okay. If I remember um, right, we still are the first people who ever had Robin Gandersitch on the same show, same show talking to each other. That's true. That's we true. did. Yeah, That's it's true. true. Um, and in other con news, the big one um, is that Wizard World basically sold its cons. Um, Wizard World announced it would no longer be holding conventions across the country, selling its portfolio of events to Fan Expo beginning in 2022. Okay, so what does Wizard World do now? Nothing. I don't even know. Does that mean they're shutting down the company? Because originally it was a publishing company. They made, um, what, Inquest and Wizard Magazine and a couple other ones. And then they got into the conventions and dropped the magazines. Now what are they going to do? publishing. (laughs) Right. I don't don't know. I was looking it up. I was looking up these articles, like, what what are they doing now? And they didn't mention anything further about Wizard World. Right. Um, So basically the 2021... Uh, Chicago event, which takes place in October, will be the final Wizard World event before the sale. After the transition, Wizard World will still have a booth presence at future shows, so they're obviously selling something. Um, In addition to Chicago, the annual Wizard World events being transitioned into Fan Expo includes Philadelphia, New Orleans, Portland, St. Louis, and Cleveland. Cool. So the next time you see the Cleveland one come up, it'll be Cleveland Fan Expo. The really fun thing about this one is if I remember right, um, now Wizard World, everybody knows, is an autograph convention. That's just the way they've turned it yes. into. Fan Expo has a lot of that too, but if I remember right, Fan Expo started as a bunch of fans that started putting this together. Right. Right. I mean, it's become a company now, but it was still um, focused on the fans, not as much how many celebrities can we get to bring in here. True. And that so. and that's the, I think that was honestly Wizard World's downfall because any of the cons that they purchased and turned into Wizard World went downhill once they were Wizard World because all they focused on was the big names and charging you 40 bucks to get in to see the big names. Yeah, 40 bucks to get in, and then the minimum price for any autograph was like 50 bucks. Yeah, and I mean, because we went to to the Columbus one the year before it was bought when it was still mid-Ohio, and then the year after it was bought when it became Wizard World. Huge difference we found, aside from the cost was that they moved all the celebrities to the very front of the room and created a huge log jam, and the artists were all stuck in the back corner where no one wanted to visit them. Yeah, right. So it was it was one of the worst things for artists and creators, to be honest, when, when Wizard World took over and just, I mean, 
you would hope that you would get more people because of the celebrities, but it didn't really work that way when they stick you in the back corner. Yeah. Well, so, that, that does work. Their... You get more people because of the celebrities if you if you put the map right. See, they need some of these people that have gotten right. nominated for Best Cartography to figure out the layout of these shows. Exactly. See, that, that's just it, though. They knew they were making their money because of the celebrities. That's right. why they were up front. And they're like, yeah. oh, you don't need to bother about the rats. So I'm, I'm on the wizardworld.com site. Right. So looks like all that I see here now is audio autograph merch. Oh, that's a possibility. Yeah. So, they you know, um, so and I don't know if maybe they're the clearinghouse for that. Like there's Emily Swallow signed Mandalorian action figure. Uh, Barry Boswick signed Rocky Horror. But the thing is, a lot of the reason they have the sign stuff was because they're running the cons and they have the celebrities to do it. So once they don't do that, is this what they're doing? Right. You know, (laughs) we'll see. We'll see what Wizard World does. We'll we'll keep you up to date on Wizard World. Well, that's yeah. Wizard World is not an official picks or someplace like that or Tops or one of the other ones that actually pay celebrities just for their autograph and then send them home. Right. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens with them, but. Anyway, we sh- we should move on to talking about movies really quick. Yeah, there's a there's a couple out. of movies that have happened. Let's leave Suicide Squad for last because we both we've all seen that one. Right. Um, we can start with Jungle Cruise. Okay, this one oh. I'm excited for. I've not had time to see it, and we're not gonna. I'm not. I don't know if I want to pay thirty bucks to see it on um, Disney. Honestly, it's worth seeing on the big screen. I mean, I'm not saying that if you're not comfortable, you should just go to the theater anyway. Only if you're comfortable, of course. But. Um, it was worth it on the big screen because, okay, it had a bit of a feel of Pirates of the Caribbean, not surprisingly. Um, some Indiana Jones, some of the mummy. Like, mm-hmm. it was very adventure. It never slowed down. No. Um, and it was very in the jungle and on the water kind of thing. Right. And uh, so if, if you're if you're familiar with the ride, uh, there, there's a lot of nods to the ride itself. Um, especially near the near the very beginning of the movie is essentially a tribute to the Jungle Cruise ride um, as 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 Dwayne Johnson as the skipper takes these people through this this jungle area and he's got things set up like a lot of uh, uh, basically things are faked and that's yeah. what you get on the Jungle Cruise yes. ride. Um, but it uses jokes that you will have heard on the ride at Disney. That's the wonderful thing. Like, that, yes, it felt it was so funny and felt so good to hear the exact same jokes. And Kylan was cracking up because they're all dad jokes. OK, they are and, not good, but Kylan loves them. <laughs> and just like when I when I did ride the cruise, uh, ride the ride. I was the only person laughing in the theater. <laughs> so it, it, it was almost just like the cruise all over again. Yeah, Ky- <laughs> Kylan got a kick out of it. So. Like, I, and and they, do, they do spread some of the jokes out throughout the movie, too. It's not just at the very beginning. So it's, right. it keeps it fun. Um, the the, the adventure is very fun. That, that's how it's like Pirates and how it's like Indiana Jones. It's kind of like it, 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 there's the danger, but there's still the fun and, and a lot of stunts and, and that kind of thing. Well, that's yeah, the and, one thing Disney Films has always done well is the, a period action comedy. Yeah. Right. And, and the stunts are really good. Emily Blunt did a lot of her own stunt work for this. And you can tell she had a great time. Like she was punching and kicking and flying through the air on ropes. And like you could tell she had a good time doing this. And and I will say, are are we going to, how deep are we getting into this one? Not too deep. Okay. (laughs) So 
I and you guys pretty much know how I feel about a certain type of reptile. You can talk about that. Okay, much. there's a lot of snakes in there. <laughs> A lot. Okay, so it's there's... a jungle movie. There's going to be snakes because, in no, no, general, no, no, you're no. not the only one, Kylan, that has a problem with this. No, no, so... no. It's not just because it's a jungle movie. There are some characters that are brought back to life that they look very reminiscent of some of the characters in Pirates that were brought back to life. Um, that, like, one of them is made entirely of, like, mud and keeps oozing. And one of them is made of vines and one of them is made of um, honey, bees and the honey and honeycomb. And one of them is made of snakes. Oh, fun. one main yeah. character that comes back to life is yes. made of snakes. So it's not just like there's an occasional snake in the jungle. There's no. a person made of snakes. So, yeah. So there so there, there's like an entire action sequence that I got like maybe 20, 30% of it just cause <laughs> that the visual was just. He yeah. was looking off to the side of the screen, basically. Yeah. So it was, so, it was kind of a um, Snake Eyes t- style experience for you. Oh, uh, no. This was a, this, this, this put Snake Eyes to shame. Wow. Snake Eyes was really ultimately just three really big snakes. This. And th- this had very realistic snakes. Yeah. Dozens of them. Yes. So. But I mean, it. Don't let that scare you away from seeing right. it. Right. I mean, I was able. I, I I managed to get through it. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, that that was the thing. But it was, it, it was really it was enjoyable. It really was overall. Yeah. yeah and so. there were a lot of families there when we went and saw it. Like we mm. didn't have. There were no crying kids from some of the little scary bits. No. So. Well, see, modern um, kids for some reason are not scared of snakes the same way on screen. No, 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 no. And and there's 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 a lot of funniness. Um, and there's there's a deeper story than what you've been given in the trailers, which is good. Um, it was actually a little surprising how how deep the story right. got. Right. Um, well, yeah, it also it sounds it like story. there's supernatural and magic elements in this, and the trailers don't give you yeah. any of that. Nope, they don't. Which is good. It's 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 a lot of it. it you ha- you really haven't seen much of the movie at all in the trailers, right? Yeah, well, like I like I said before, my question was part of this was the trailers give it very much a Humphrey Bogart um, African Queen vibe. Does that still is that feel in there for most of the movie or? Um, it's it's there off and on because like right. The Rock, his costume looks almost identical, but that's also just the time period and the, where they're at. Well, the thing is, his his costume's identical, but that's also very close to the costumes they wear on the Jungle Cruise at Disney. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it is. It, it has a bit of that feel. Like he's he's the adventurer. He's the knowledgeable one, and um, and she she likes adventure, and she's determined to do this, and she's very you know strong willed and that kind of thing. So you do get a bit of that vibe. Um, it's a little more fun. It's not as serious. Right. So. Speaking of that, I need to watch that movie again. <laughs> but it was it was definitely worth it. I mean, it's it's another good one they've made about one of their rides that kind of went so much further. Mm. Yeah, some of those have been hit or miss because some of them have done fantastic. Some of them, are, eh. yeah, right. yeah. Like what was it? The haunted house was one of the ones that was okay. Haunted mansion. Haunted mansion. Ha- haunted. Okay, honestly, if you like the original haunted mansion ride, it's actually a pretty good movie. Right. If you don't know the ride, the movie kind of sucks. Right. Oh, so, okay. But they are redoing it. There's there's a there's a remake coming up for that one that um will have Tiffany Haddish in it. So um 
<clears throat> it'll be interesting to see what what they do with that one. But mm-hmm. yeah, so Jungle Cruise was definitely worth it. Good for good for family, I'd say. You know, ages maybe like six and seven and up, so that they can follow the story. Right. Um, but definitely fun. Cool. Um, and th- and then just this past uh, Friday, we went and saw Free Guy. This one looks really really good. Honestly, out of these three movies we're talking about, Jungle Cruise, Free Guy, Suicide Squad, to me, Free Guy is the best of the three. Yeah, there there are some surprises, some huge surprises that are not they're they're not even hinted. First off, you do not have to be into gaming to no. enjoy the movie. No, you don't. Because I think a lot of people are wondering about that because it basically is a video game. No. You don't have to know anything about video games to get the movie because it, it's got the basic adventure plot. Right. The, 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 the game itself is really just the setting. You know, it's not like, well, I'm not a gamer. That, that, does, that doesn't matter. And if, you, uh, if you've seen the trailer... You know the basics. He's um he's an NPC, a non-playable character that suddenly decides suddenly decides to become playable. He suddenly changes his ways, which is very weird for the game, mm-hmm. and everyone thinks it's a glitch. Um, and there is a lot more to it, which was good because they didn't give it away in the trailer. Right. Um. So the the deeper dive into the story really works well. Mm-hmm. Um. For what goes on, but the basics are. He becomes a playable character. He becomes a character, not playable because no one's actually playing him. Yeah, he just right. becomes a, an actual character doing things. But because of his nature, he doesn't want to hurt people and he doesn't want to kill people. Like everyone's going around this game just shooting everyone up. Well, that's what right. all the players do. They rob, they shoot. It's that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't want to do that. So instead, he like he stops the robbery and gives the money back. And so he gets points because he's taken the money away right. or he gets the weapons because he stopped the robbery. And, you know, he finds his way around to getting leveled up. Right. And the reason he does that is because he sees a girl in the game that he wants to impress. And she says, well, you know, once you get past level, past level 100, talk to me again. Mm-hmm. So that's what he does. He basically makes it his mission to get past level 100 so he can actually interact with her. And then it becomes um, a matter of saving the world or saving his world because something's going on with the game. Um, and Taika Waititi is the owner of the gaming company that's running it. And he's a complete dick, just like you've been told so many owners are in the real world. Yeah. Uh, so he plays it really well, too. He is just he just plays it really well. And mm. the thing I liked about this movie with the way they were going with the good and the bad is that it didn't suddenly become some dark action movie where the villain sent bad guys to beat up the people who were causing him problems. He actually did a real world sort of thing and used all his electronic abilities to stop them. Right. Which makes perfect sense. And it's much more real world than, you know, suddenly people are dying in real life sort of thing. Right. Um, he did that until he kind of snapped and then decided to try and wreck the servers. But <laughs> I mm-hmm. figured that would just happen anyway. Right. So it, it's very, it's a relatively straightforward plot, very fun and actiony, and it doesn't, it doesn't slow down. And the Easter eggs and references are fantastic if you do know gaming. Right. This is one of those things where. You know, when you're a Marvel fan or a DC fan and you go see the movies and there are little fan nods where you get a little more satisfaction out of it. 
if you're a gamer, if you know the YouTube gamers, if you know some of the Twitch gamers, they make cameos in this. Like you get Ninja and Pokimane and Jacksepticeye and you get a bunch of them making cameos talking about the game because you mm -hmm. get real world and game world in the movie. So if you know those kind of people, if you know the type of gameplay, and then when you get to what we'd call the third act and there's a certain fight with Guy versus Dude, because that's the character's name, Dude. Guy versus Dude is one of the best fights of the entire movie. Mm -hmm. It's near the end and it has all kinds of gaming and pop culture Easter eggs. If you remember the company that was bought by Disney before the movie finished filming, let's just say there's a lot of certain company Easter eggs in there. Right. <laughs> for um for certain weapons. Um, but yeah, so it's fun. It's it's a fun movie, and it's it's another one that's good on the big screen because of all the game related elements involved. Right. Yeah. Well, all three of these probably are because the next one we're gonna get to is um because of the size and scale of the villain, it looks yes. really great on the big screen. Yeah. Yes. So are you guys done Free Guy for now? Oh yeah, go go well, see Free Guy. Absolutely. Yeah, go see it. Next, we got James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, and this right. you. I was going to see it because it's a DC movie. I like James Gunn, but when I saw that there actually someone was crazy, and, and I'm using it in every bit of love to the word crazy enough to put Starro the Conqueror on live-action <laughs> movie, I, mm -hmm. I had to see what they were doing with this. Right. Because right. this is a character and in DC actually, that makes no sense out of, out of comic book context at all. A giant starfish was, that controls people's minds. All I was remembering was like the Justice League cartoons with them being taken over by yeah. Starro. And right. that's exactly what you got on screen. Yeah, and that that's the crazy part. And the thing is, they changed him enough to make you feel sorry for what was done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't really make him the conqueror. He didn't purposely come to Earth to conquer the planet. No. He yeah. was stolen out of his home. He was kidnapped. Right. He was just floating along and, in space, uh, minding his own business. Yeah, he was happy. Mm -hmm. He was totally happy. And they, they took him and they, I mean, you could say they got what they deserved. I mean, yeah, right. well, ultimately. A lot of people don't realize it's like, because Starro, a lot of people see it as just a, a gimmick um, villain and stuff. And Starro was the reason for the, that we have the Justice League right now. Yep. The right. first villain, the Justice League came together to fight back in, what was it, 1962 or 63, when they first the first ever Justice League team up was against Starro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So seeing them do that, it, it was, like I said, it's one of those that you could never do live action. And James Gunn figured out how to do it. Right. And right. He, he would be the one to do it, too. Like, yeah. Right. If, if you think about what he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy and the crazy characters he added that people were like, what the hell, a talking tree? Mm -hmm. Like, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, let's have a gigantic starfish. Right. <laughs> Why not? And the cool thing well, with this, all of James Gunn, because James Gunn always puts all of his friends in the movie, right? He kills right. every one of them in the first like twenty minutes. <laughs> True. Yeah. That was I thought that was amazing because you got all these ads with all these people in it, and people are going to this movie thinking, "Oh, cool! I'm finally going to see him in this or her," in this, and then they they get killed. No, we finally get to see Nathan Fillion <laughs> in a James Gunn movie <laughs> for for about five minutes. <laughs> right. I mean, like the the first twenty minutes of the movie was just. Wow, and, and, and <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, uh, Amanda Waller, like, okay, so I, you, you really see how 
just dr- I, I would just say driven. That's probably the best. Mm-hmm. Word. Yeah, how driven she is because she makes Nick Fury look like a Boy Scout. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's the one thing that even the first Suicide Squad movie and the Suicide Squad, the new one, have done well was Viola Davis owns Amanda Waller. That is the yeah. wall. Mm-hmm. Every bit of ne- the first movie, that was the wall on screen. This movie, that's the wall on screen. <laughs> well, I think I think this movie actually did a better job of showing what she was really like, mm-hmm. like her just like flipping the switches and pushing the buttons mm-hmm. and and her willingness to say, no, screw you. I'm pushing that button before yeah. they, you know, knocked her out. You may right. be doing the right thing, but it doesn't matter. That's not the mission. You're dead. Yeah. Right. The mission is not and to do this, the right thing. It's to do what I tell you. She just she is just such a badass. It's just unbelievable. Right. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting there like, you know, the thing I didn't understand is. I understand that, like, you know, there are certain things that are off mission. But if you don't do these things that are off mission, mm-hmm. there's going to be downstream impacts. And you could possibly regret that you well, did. Well, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. She's government. Right. Okay. And if there's one thing someone who is strictly government does, it's their job and no one else's. Right. So the the mission was accomplished. Right. Even though Starro was let out and wreaking havoc, that's not her problem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's you're accomplished. Right. You're all done. Come home or I'll kill you. It's, mm. <laughs> it's a side of the government that um, some movies show, some movies don't, where the gov- it's like, hey, it may not be in the best interest of the world, but it's in the best interest of us to, for something yeah. to happen. It may be yeah. the wrong thing, way wrong thing for the rest of the world, but you know what? At the moment, it helps us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and all governments do these things. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they did. Okay, I I told Kylan this when we came out of the movie. This was the first time on screen that I've actually liked Harley Quinn. Yeah, um, because they finally showed the real Harley. They finally showed how completely violent and crazy and hateful she can be, and. That whole scene where she escapes and it's Harley versus everybody was perhaps one of the best scenes I've seen in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing where she is absolutely crazy. She has no problem with killing people, but she does have a line. You don't cross that yeah. line. You don't kill kids. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But uh. I mean, I think all of the, the, the thing I liked. Okay. So the 2016 version I didn't even finish watching. I waited till it was on TV, but then I didn't even finish watching because I got so bored with it. Yeah. This this is not boring. This does not have slow spots. This this also does not take itself too seriously. The first no. one did. Right. The first one was all very serious and dark, and well, it could have been done by Snyder. Yeah. Um, also, but- <laughs> part of the problem we remember from the first one was what we pointed out. It was about a half-hour story that they stretched into an hour-and-a-half movie. Right. Right. And they purposely picked a couple of lead actors to focus on not caring about the rest of the team. Right. And let's stick Joker in there, too, because he's popular. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so it was very much a Warner Brothers you, movie. Yeah. And, you know, James Gunn is not going to do that just because like he has never he's never put an actor in because he's a big name. He put, right. he uses actors because they fit the role. Right. And in this one, you had some. I mean, you have Idris Elba essentially in the lead, but not really, because he actually gave time to every character on the team. Right. You know, and and you had Cena and you had the unknowns, essentially, 
like polka dot man people remember him from things but not a lot mm-hmm. rat catcher she rat catcher two she was new mm-hmm. you know so and and everyone knew it was it was it was stallone as king shark but yeah. you really just see the slow shark mm-hmm. um so that's the thing some of the voice stuff that he's done recently has been amazing because it still sounds like stallone but the characters that he's done the character is strong enough that it doesn't matter if it sounds like Sylvester Stallone. It's still you see the character on the screen, not him. Right, 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 right. So this did a much better job of actually playing out the entire team dynamic than just one person. And right. quite honestly, rats save the world. So go Sebastian. Um, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, he was real. That was a real rat. And a lot of the rats were real. They, did, they used a few hundred rats in this movie. Um, that were trained to do things for certain prompts. Mm-hmm. So good for them. And none well, of them were injured. No, <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that don't realize how smart rats truly are. Right. right. There's a reason why they're good as pets. I mean, they're yeah. great right. as pets. And actually, a lot of people, um, they're supposedly one of the best rodents you can have if you want a rodent pet. Yep. Like yep. hamsters and gerbils and all that stuff. No, rat is the best one you can have. Yep, exactly. And honestly, out of all the characters, Ratcatcher 2 was the one that kind of stood out, aside from the fact that the rat saved the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really stood out in terms of having a deeper story. Right. Um, t- finding out Ratcatcher 1, Taika Waititi showing up again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he's in like every movie now. Yeah. Um, as her dad, um, you know, and, and he's the one from the comics. Mm-hmm. So, you know, getting her deeper story and then it's kind of like you already knew Harley's story anyway. Yeah. So it's good they didn't bother giving you anything else. You got little bits of the polka dot story and, and so, like you got the, the bits of story that you needed, a bits of background you needed to know the characters mm-hmm. and actually care what was happening. Right. And I'm just putting this together now in my head, but um, I just thought about it. It's like because I saw that the, um, they announced this week Doom Patrol comes next season comes out in september it's like dude this very much feels like it's in the doom patrol universe right yeah because i mean they they just accept it like they're they're surprised at what starro is but then they just accept it mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> they just well, they just deal with it this is a they're not they don't take any time to explain that hey this is a comic book universe no this is the universe of superman and batman and wonder woman and everybody else lives in yeah so this right. type of thing happens <laughs> right and and um the the thing it I just have to point out, though, like in the end, when they eventually killed Starro, um, Harley had the javelin. Why not give it to the guy who never misses a shot? Because she's Harley and she wouldn't have thought about that. She was given this <laughs> for a reason. Harley. I know, but it's because it was Harley. I realized that. But yeah. you've got a guy who never misses a shot. Yeah. <laughs> but no, let's throw her into the eyeball. Oh, one um, of the most fun. Was, so yeah, that kind of did, that was a little plot holeish right yeah. there. But mm-hmm. but um, no, one of the most fun scenes I remember at the very beginning when um when Bloodshot and um or yeah him and um Cena the Bloodsport Bloodsport and um Cena's character were walking through the camp taking turns on who can get the coolest kill. Right. Right. And you get to the end and realize, oh, wait, those were all the good guys. (laughs) (laughs) That was so wrong. But that was very much Suicide Squad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they'll do it and then not realize it's wrong until afterwards. Like, oh. That's why at the very beginning when Waller's not telling him any details, just says, go do this, that's what it is. Because they don't know what they're they're just told, here's your target, hit it. And that's just it. She, She knew what was happening because, okay, 
first of all, there's no way she didn't know that the one team was going to be ambushed because exactly. how the hell did dude contact them? He was in prison. Mm-hmm. She would have known all the information going in and out of that prison. Right. That, and she said, she told team two that, Oh, that's your distraction. All the explosions. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Exactly. She knew what she was doing and therefore almost killed Harley and flag. Right. Cause they were leading the team. Right. But, <laughs> So they they got all shot up, and then did, she didn't tell them that they were, you know, the rebels that they could have been on their side, right? And just yeah, it just it just keeps building to show how bad she is, right? You, that's the one thing you can never, no matter what, anytime you've ever read Waller in DC Comics, she's always the villain, or she yep. is a villain. She's not the one pulling yep. the strings for the bad guys, but she's not right. a good guy character ever. No, no. Even when she's doing good things, it doesn't matter. She's still Amanda Waller. Right. Now, the the other thing that got me, now we know Peacemaker took a turn and decided he was siding with Waller, basically. Mm -hmm. But did he actually make a turn? No, No, I think he played the same thing the entire time through. And that was the logical conclusion of where he was going. Well, no, for the team, he took a turn. Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Um, you know, and we we know he's alive at the end, and we don't know how they're going to deal with him being in the hospital and stuff. We knew he was going to be alive because the Peacemaker series is coming out. Yeah, right. <laughs> and dude, John Cena as Peacemaker was amazing. The problem I had with it is he's not likable, and they have to do something with the series to make people want to watch him. Because honestly, I didn't care much about him. Yeah, right. And it was just kind of like I I knew the reason he was there and and that kind of thing, but I like I didn't like his character much. So I at this point have no reason to want to watch the series, mm-hmm. other than just the fact that it's going to be funny no matter what. He may have brain damage after it. Yeah, I, I that that's just it. He may actually his character may change just a bit because of the injuries, right? Or the sort of missions he's given may lead to something else. But true. But that's just I have I I'm on a wait and see for that for that series because he was not a likable character like most of the others were relatively mm-hmm. likable characters I would watch in a series or watch in another movie. Mm-hmm. Well, not so, him. So he's the one that actually lives up to the hype at the beginning because you got to remember these are all supposed to be villains. So he's right. actually yeah. a villain that people actually would want to hate. <laughs> True, but I mean the whole point of the squad is that you, the reason you're watching it is because they're reformed and actually yeah. doing something decent. Well, I wouldn't know. say reformed. Yes, they're doing something decent, but there's no reformation there. Well, no. I mean, they're doing something because they can get out or get time exactly. taken off their sentence or right. something. Or I love that. These well, guys are serving multiple life sentences and stuff, and they're giving 10 years off their sentence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll get 10 years off. That's fine. I'll just have five life sentences yeah, right. instead. But it, it was funny. I was reading behind the scenes. The one who played Idris Elba's daughter said that she was so intimidated by him, she had a hard time yelling at him. In in that in that prison scene, like she she had to work herself up to be able to mm-hmm. yell at him because she was intimidated. <laughs> that and I think it was something to, with the um, yelling that many obscenities at him. Yes, yeah, right. that's what it was. She was like she was like cursing him out and stuff, and she's like, I didn't know I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> yes, this very much in the vein of a Deadpool is not a movie for children. This is mm. this earns its R rating unquestionably within the first ten minutes. Yes, it did. I mean, if the, there's no way you can believe, even looking at the trailer, that you should bring kids to this. No, no, no. And if you do, that's your own damn fault. Right. <laughs> and this is definitely a movie that fits right into Kylan's new YouTube series of wholesale violence. <laughs> that's right. Yes. 
Yeah, it does. Yes. Gratuitous, wholesale, everything, everything. And and by the way, people have asked James Gunn why he hates birds so much. Um, because <laughs> it's it's inescapable in this movie that he seems to hate birds. Like right at the beginning, one gets killed off, and then the the general torches all the ones in yeah, the, in oh, the dude, aviary. Yeah. James Gunn has said, I don't hate birds. And by the way, a lot more people get killed in the movie than birds. <laughs> yeah, but people don't care about people. They care about wildlife. Exactly. Exactly. All those hundreds and thousands of, of people that got starrowed. Um, no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that and how great were the shots of a crowd full of people with star the starrows on their face? Oh my god. That was amazing. Right. Straight out of the comics and cartoons. Like yeah. that would this this is very much a comic book movie. Like James Gunn never forgets when he does movies like this that they're comic books. Right. He, that actually, li- I say that the, just that statement there. Maybe part of what the problem that we've had with some of the um, the current generation of DC Comics movies. If yep. you start with like Man of Steel through at least through Justice League, it almost feels like I'm just now putting this together though. But um, that they were. Um, action movies with comic book characters. Yep. And not comic book movies with that, and just make straight comic book movies. Right. I mean, like, if if you look at James Gunn's movies, just just the comic book ones, mm-hmm. um, which are basically just Guardians in this one, um, they're they're comic book. Like you you cannot forget that it's based on a comic because the situations are so ridiculous, Mm -hmm. but that's just part of their lives and they just deal with it. Yeah. As opposed to trying to make the situations seem real world Mm -hmm. and trying to always save the world from itself and all this kind of stuff. Like, like a lot of the DC movies have tried. Right. That just don't end up working. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they took the heart out of the, out of the comic books. Yeah. Like that, that you can, you can see scenes in these movies that, they're, they're, the characters, the brightness of the colors, everything, you could see it on a comic book page. Right. And it's right on the screen, whereas so many of the other ones, <coughs> Zack Snyder, um, are mm-hmm. so dark and You can't and see anything on the screen. <laughs> and dark and foreboding, and you can't see things, and you don't want to see it on a page either. Right. Um, I think that, that that's what I enjoy more about this type of movie. It's it's a I want to see a comic book movie, and this is a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the one the DC movies we have enjoyed have leaned more into that. Like Shazam, Shazam had a lot yep. of it felt like a comic book movie. It did, right. it did. Parts of the Wonder Woman movies have done that. Yes, the better parts of the Wonder Woman movies have. So now they just got to figure out sure. how to get the sure. rest of them to be comic book movies again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they have to they have to stop giving us the Dark Knight over and over again. Right. Like, that my, was one my biggest small... plan has always been Superman is not a Dark Knight movie. Never should be. That's true. Right. The Dark Knight was was a was a series, one series of the Batman comics. It doesn't have to be all the Batman movies. Yeah. Right. So. So, but anyway. overall, it sounds like you guys really had a good time and enjoyed this movie. Yeah. I yeah, loved yeah. it. I mean, I've heard I've seen stuff online going either direction, but it's like. Dude, no, I, this is, I think, looks like Warner Brothers is allowing the creators to actually make comic book movies, hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully they will continue to do that and allow the other companies that are making these for them to act and stay hands out and let them actually make movies the way that you got fans making comic book movies. Right. right. And I mean, in, in this case, it had a disappointing box office and... 
big part of that was because if you had HBO Max, you could just watch it at home. I had forgot like, about it, that it, totally. And it's not the thing is with the Disney ones, Disney Plus, you have you it's the premiums that they you have to pay an extra thirty bucks. This was free if you had the the service already. So yeah, I honestly think that they should have released it on the service a few days later. They should have done it after the weekend or given it a week in the theater before having it on the service. Well, this fell because, into the trap of earlier this year when they said everything is going to be out day and date on HBO Max. Yeah. For this yeah, year. That was, I, th- I think that was a bad decision for them to do. Like, even though, you know, it's nice to hear and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just watch it at home. It it ruins the box office for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, To do that. And I mean, they're going to make their money back anyway on this. But yeah, I think I think that was the biggest the biggest play because apparently in in other countries it did not release the same day. Right. Um it was in theaters first and there was a delay cuz I saw comments from people in the UK that it wasn't on the same day. Hmm. <clears throat> so some of them were wondering that well does that mean it's a bad movie because it had a bad box office and I think it it was because the US drives it so much. Yeah. That uh that, that that's what was was causing it. So well, Warner Brothers, if I remember, I just made a, um, a deal within a week after this. I believe that's driven by this, where they made yeah. the deal with AMC and a bunch of the other um, theater distributors, so that next year, twenty twenty two, all Warner Brothers films will have a forty five day release window before it hits streaming. Right. Back to a little bit closer to traditional. It's shorter than a normal yeah. traditional window, but they are going back to that um, movie theater first. Yeah, I right. mean they're 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 trying to give theaters more of a chance to earn the money, um, and it, it'll be interesting to see um, after the full weekend how Free Guy has done because that was not available on any streaming, um, which for, is, for you know premium at all. Yeah. So it wasn't that a Netflix movie? Didn't Netflix make that Free Guy? No, Free Guy Free Guy was um, Fox slash Disney. Oh, okay. It was it was started by Fox and then then the merger went through and then it finished by Disney. So ah, okay. It's it's the first time it's the first time you'll see 20th Century Studios on the screen as the logo. Ah. So that that was kind of interesting. It came up. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that one before. What, <laughs> well, what's the, the difference the in the logo? Look. Is it just Fox isn't on it? Yeah, it it just changed Fox to Studios. It's the same big gold 20th Century. Okay. So, well, but it's just, how it's, are they going to do X Men movies then? Because remember, all the X Men uh, movies, it's just kind of as the th- things fading out, the X stays in place for a little bit. Right, right. right. Well, I don't know. They're they're going to improve the movies in general, so right. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about that. <laughs> but, so, like I said, overall, yeah, so, we all had a good time with it. Um, do yourself a favor, go to the theaters and see some of these movies. Wear a mask if you want. If you want, all the theaters are still doing um, uh, doing all their cleanings and everything else. Uh, I I can see soon they'll probably start putting in the um, courtesy seat again. Yeah, because honestly, they they took the courtesy seat away, at least around here, um, prior to Black Widow, because we had a full theater for Black Widow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And we, well, both for Jungle Cruise and for Free Guy, we we were lucky enough to have seats empty next to us. But there were other people that were more of a full row, so they're not doing that right now. I mean, if you have the recliners, you get a little extra space, but not a lot. Right, right. So, but if you if you don't feel comfortable in the theaters, fine. Go see it. In, go see it on HBO Max. It's a fun movie. Or you know what? There are plenty of theaters that have really early that have early morning showings 
whether it's a weekday or a weekend, usually the first showing of the day is the least busy. Yeah. So especially for movies like this, like like for Suicide Squad and stuff, because it's totally an adult movie, a mature movie, people will be going in the evening. So if there's an 11 o'clock showtime, go to that. You won't even have a half full theater. Well, right. For us, we came back from vacation on Sunday. We had Monday off to unpack, and we went to go see Suicide Squad on the first showing, and we were the only ones in the theater. Uh-uh. And it was yeah, like 12 same. bucks to see it total. For It was like no, 6 bucks right. a ticket. That wasn't Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad well, was maybe 20, and it was the big theater. Oh, yeah. Which one did we see? The I don't know. We went to another one. There was nobody in it. But, um, yeah, well, yeah, Suicide Squad. Usually, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was the first show of the day has the, has the cheapest tickets and the fewest number mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. We saw it. Actually, we saw the XD version, which is the big premium. Yeah. And if I remember right, still, it was only like 10 bucks for tickets, where usually it's like 13 yeah. Right, right. So, so and those man-made I'll, pricing, I'll everybody, is on the weekends also. Yep. Right. So you can go on Saturday at 11 a.m. and still get the cheap prices. I know Regal Cinema is here mm-hmm. at $6 for tickets on the um, early bird. Yeah. Right. So, anything else before we wrap this up? I think we've talked about plenty um, today. I think we're going to yeah, be talking about some TV agree. stuff probably next week. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of TV news. And actually, Vicky just showed me one of um, the Powerpuff Girls news of ca- casting changes and stuff. So. Oh, right. That was yeah. earlier this week. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll have to cover some hope- of that stuff I'm as we're going hoping- forward. I'm hoping the casting issues actually cancel the show. It doesn't look like it's doing well? Well, they, they shot the pilot, no one liked it, and they trashed it, and they're doing another one, and that's why at least one person left the cast. Huh. Once again, so, you're yeah. trying to make a co- uh, um, cartoon or comic book live-action film, and they're probably not trying to do a comic book cartoon live-action. Oh, no, they're they're doing it real-world. That's the big problem. The plot yeah. is very real-world. That, that's not Powerpuff yeah. Girls. Nope. No, no, it's not. I mean, it, anyway. Powerpuff Girls is almost Looney Tune World. Yeah. Okay, but we're not going to get into that right now. Which is sad, because no. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of people looking forward to it. You, Dawn. I've, I didn't watch a lot of Powerpuff Girls, but I enjoyed what I did see. Well, I was looking forward to it until I read what the plot was, and then I was like, no, I don't need teen angst drama in a Powerpuff Girls show. Right. Well, it is a CW. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. It, well, CW has two places, either teen angst or comic book in D.C., <laughs> Right. So, okay. Well, let's get ready to wrap this up. So, um, Geeksters, did you watch any of these movies? What did you do during our vacation? <laughs> Let us know all of that. You can get a hold of us at www.geekwatch1.com. Anywhere, everywhere, all social media, we are Geekwatch1. If you put Geekwatch1 into a search bar, don't find us. Let me know, and Miss Dawn will take care of that situation. <laughs> I have a squad, As I trip over all my words. Also, <laughs> you can email us, geekwatch1 at gmail.com. We are proud members of the Tangibound Network at TangiboundNetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks Podcast Collective at WeebyGeeksPC.com. Also, we told you about our buddy Charlie Murphy and his new cafe that's coming up, but he's still got the other cafes. He's got the um, Stray Dog Cafe at the Akron Main Library and Cafe 3D8, and also all the hot dog carts, the ice cream truck, the Akron pickle, all of the Stray Dog sauces. This man is everywhere. Look for him on Facebook or everywhere else as Stray Dog Akron or Cafe 388 or the Akron Pickle. Let him know that Geek Watch 1 sent you to him. Speaking of that, we took his um, barbecue stuff down with us. Yeah. Kylan, you're a barbecue man. Try the Aloha barbecue sauce. Why does it sound like it has pineapple in it? It probably has it in it. It's not a, It's a very small part of the flavor of it. 
Yeah, I think it adds the tartness no, dude, to it. I love pineapple. Oh, well, then try it out. It was, I, I'm not a big pineapple, and I liked it. It was perfect with the um, uh, pork ribs we did. Yeah, we've got some Western okay. ribs for the campfire. Oh, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it. check them out. Uh, other than that, uh, for Kylan and Dawn and Vicky and myself, just remember. No matter where you go, 